This week on the show, two stories about two leaders, both leading teams failing to hit their financial targets. Why is one team now experiencing a dramatic turnaround while the other continues to be stuck? It's all because of a choice both leaders made and all of us are making as well. Let's talk about it. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. This is episode 22 of the Decide to Lead podcast. Russ Hill with you, leadership coach, consultant, and author of the Decide to Lead book, which is coming to Amazon. And does anybody anywhere else even really matter when it comes to books anymore? It's coming to Amazon. It's going to other places, but do you even really care? Uh, Sorry, just had to say that. Uh, decide to lead the books coming to uh, it's being published in less than eight weeks we're super excited about that this podcast is for those who aren't yet the person they want to become and for leaders who are looking for tips hacks unlocks anything on how to more effectively help their team whatever that might be wherever that might be achieve and sustain extraordinary results and on this week's show we are going to talk about a uh, a couple of stories that I've got to share with you. One happened yesterday, like just when I'm recording this, just happened uh, in a phone call I had with a leader I've never interacted with. This is a uh, a multi billion dollar, about four billion dollar a year revenue company that's got about um, fifty five thousand employees across the world. I've never interacted with them, and I I've got to share with you. <laughs> I've got to share with you this experience I had on the phone yesterday. And uh, and I also want to contrast that or contrast it with an experience I had last summer in Park City, Utah, and these two different leaders and help you and help me understand the power, the impact, the um, the way it makes you look when you as an individual or a leader, when you focus on what you can control. That's what this episode's all about. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, just on whatever app you're using, on whatever device you're listening to, do me a favor. If you like the content of this episode or you think, you know what? It actually wasn't terrible. <laughs> that, that's the uh, that's the the measure we're, we're seeking for. Not really. But if you like the content, click subscribe. And then once a week, your uh, device will automatically download the newest episode. Okay, so let's talk about um, let's talk about focusing on what you can control. I'm I'm debating here in my mind whether to start on the story of a year ago or the one of yesterday, and I think I'm going to start with yesterday. Okay, so here's the scenario: um, it's an organization I've never worked with, and uh, and and I'm going to be in front of a good number of their leaders in uh, in, in the coming days. Trying to not give too much information, but uh, to where no one can figure out who I'm talking about, but enough information to where you get the story. Okay, the um, so I'm going to be with this organization on stage. They've asked us to come out and speak. Several members of our firm. I'm one of them, and so you want to get background on the organization and what's the exact movement that your that the leader wants from the team that's going to be in the room. And so I get on the phone, introduce myself to this leader, this executive. And, uh, and I asked him, he introduced himself to me. We've got a good chunk of time on the phone and we start talking. I said, well, talk to me about the movement you need when we're together and when I'm up on the stage in front of your employees. And he immediately started talking about uh, all of the things 
that his team is struggling with that aren't their fault. So he started talking immediately. Like, I haven't even met anyone from the company. And immediately starts talking to me about other executives and and just blaming them, outright blaming them for why whatever this particular executive did, the person he's talking about, did that's impacting the, the fact that his team, in his mind, can't achieve the results they're tasked with achieving. I mean, this is three minutes into the – maybe eight, okay? Three – like within the first ten minutes, he's already – like absolutely pointing the finger at somebody else. So, well, Russ, what you need to know is we can't really, my team, yeah, these, we can't, we can't hit this number because of that, because of him, because of her. And I'm listening on the phone go, wow, that's the first place you went. And, and, um, the point of sharing, I could talk a lot more about the call, but I'm going to try to limit the amount of information I share. The reason I'm sharing it with you is I think people who don't take accountability People who are very accustomed to blaming someone else or something else in any aspect of their life, right? Personal or professional. I think they don't realize what they sound like. It's like the smoker who doesn't realize you stink. Like we all, and I don't mean any any disrespect to people who have that addiction or have that habit or like to smoke not casting judgment on you. We could use another example, but it's the one that comes to my mind right now. Like I was, in fact, I got to tell you this. We were in Costa Rica as a family a, a couple of weeks ago for spring break. We're standing in line. If you've been to Costa Rica, you know what I mean when I say Manuel Antonio. Manuel Antonio is a big national park down there with monkeys and sloths and all the all, all kinds of cool wildlife. And so if you, most people have been to Costa Rica have been to Manuel Antonio. And so we're in line. You have to wait in line with hundreds of other people trying to get into the park in the morning. They limit the number of people who can go in. And I'm standing in line. There are people from all over the world, right? And I got my kids and my wife and our family, some friends of ours uh, from here in Arizona. And we're standing in line. And this guy, I think from somewhere in Europe, breaks out because of his accent and, and a conversation that ensued. He breaks out a cigarette and just starts smoking like right in the middle of us. And I'm thinking, like, do, do you do you see the puff of white stuff coming out of your nostrils and your mouth that is flowing directly into my nostrils and mouth? Do, do you see that? <laughs> so my teenage kids made fun of me because I started fanning. Like I took my baseball cap off that I was wearing and I started, I, I've lost patience with this kind of thing. Again, no judgment on the individual. It's just the habit I don't want to be around. Like, I prefer not to have cancer that comes that way. And so I'm fanning with my baseball cap right in front of his mouth, <laughs> like like literally within a foot. And my 17-year-old son gives me this look like, Dad, are you, are you kidding me? And I didn't mean to do it in a rude way. I just wanted him to know, well, if you're going to be that bold, then I think someone else should be that bold, right? And finally, one of the tour guides, one of the locals went up to him and said, hey, hey dude, you need to – you got to go over there if you're going to smoke. And uh, why do I tell you that story? Because I think people who focus on what they can't control don't realize how bad it sounds. Because that's not how successful people talk. 
I mean, yeah, we all have our moments, right? Where we're down in the dumps or we're frustrated or we just got that email or the phone call just ended or we got a directive from somebody or at home something happens and and it's not a result of what you did or it's just coming from somebody else. And so you focus on what you can't control. You got to vent for a minute. And we all do that. Successful people do that. Any human being does that. But then successful people move on to focus on what they can control. So now the second story, Park City, Utah, a, uh, an executive. I've told this story before, but it's been a while, and I, I, and I just want to give you a high-level kind of contrast between the leader I was on the phone with yesterday who is blaming everyone and everything for why his team can't achieve, hit the numbers they need to. I mean, there was nothing, nothing on the phone call that focused or had to do with what they need to do, what his team needs to do. It was all on, well, yeah, you just, I mean, he was constantly letting him, well, you know, we can't do this, letting him off the hook. Can't do that. We, yeah, this team's not going to be, I'm thinking, well, what, what, what do you want me to do when I come to speak this? I mean, we're just going to have a vent session or are we actually going to try to actually solve some of the problems or try to try to get somewhere, make some progress with this team? Anyway, contrast this with uh, a senior leaders uh, in Park City, Utah, an offsite, a, uh, an executive with his team. And uh, I'll never forget this. So last summer, halfway through the year, the team is in the dumps. They are missing every measure of success they're trying to hit their year by every measurement is a disaster and so that's the that's the mindset that's the attitude that's the environment that everyone's flying in and traveling to this meeting for or with and so he gets up this leader gets up and the first slide he shows on the screen in this resort meeting room is This phrase, optimism is a choice, period. That's it. Optimism is a choice. And he reads it. And he says, you know what? I believe in this statement that even when there isn't evidence to support optimism, I mean, when there's a lot of evidence against it, right? Optimism is a choice. You can choose to be optimistic even when it's difficult looking at the evidence to justify your optimism. And that's what this leader went on to say. He taught me, like, I'm sitting in the back of the room. I'm like, wow, that's such a powerful way to put it. We all know that. I mean, it's not like something where we go, oh, I never thought of that. Well, we know it instinctively. And then this leader started talking. He looked around the room to his team in the room. and He said, is there anyone in the room? Be honest, team. Is there anyone in the room who is at this moment looking at everything is choosing or would choose to not be optimistic? I need to know like right now who raise your hand. Be honest. Let's just have a real conversation, he said. Who in the room is right now choosing not to be optimistic? Now, you listen to that and you think, well, (laughs) Russ, that's an IQ test, right? Another way to word that question is, who would like to be dismissed from the company right now? Raise your hand, right? I mean, that's kind of how it sounds. That's not how the leader intended it. Um, I know this leader well. 
and he has an incredible heart. And so his reason for asking that question, he wanted to work through it. And he knew he wouldn't have put the slide together if he knew there was a struggle by this team and even him to be optimistic after the uh, the first half of the year this team had had that they'd experienced. And think about how it made that. And, and, and by the way, then I should tell you a little bit more about that story. So then the leader goes on to talk about let's focus in our meeting together at this offsite in the mountains of Utah. Let's focus on what we can control. That's what he said. There are lots of things that are impacting our year that are contributing to this miserable, th- these miserable results we've produced. And there are lots of things. We could make a long list, he said. But instead, and we all know what they are, right? We don't need help identifying them. We talk about them all the time. But he said, what I want to do in these few days that we have to meet together is focus on, number one, I want to make sure we know that optimism is, is a choice. You can't have somebody dictate to you whether or not you're optimistic in any circumstance in your life. I mean, that's really powerful to think about, isn't it? No one can dictate to anyone whether or not they can be optimistic at any moment in their life. That is a personal choice. And we celebrate in our cultures and in our societies and in our histories, people who had so little reason to be optimistic, but chose to be optimistic and to believe in something, right? We celebrate them. Wow. How did they do that? Facing all those odds. And so he talked about that. And then he, and then the leader went to, let's focus on what we can control. What can we do? And the meeting um, carried on and they started putting this team started putting plans together and ideas on well okay we're this is our reality these this is the situation we're in what can we do in the second half of this year and they turned it around and by the way it took till the last two weeks of December the last two weeks of their fiscal year before they were sure that they were going to nail their number And they did. And they had an incredible, a record-breaking year because they chose to be optimistic and they focused relentlessly on what they could control. So I want you to think about those two different leaders, right? The one on the phone yesterday, Russ, here's what you need to know. You don't know anything about our company. And, and you're going to come in and you're going to be on stage in front of people inside our company. You're going to be speaking to them. So here's the background. What you need to know is we're not hitting our numbers and things suck because of fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And it was just boom, 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 one after another, after another, after another of all these things. And I'm sitting there listening, going, do you even know? Do you, can you smell yourself right now? Cause you're the dude in the line next to me in Costa Rica and I'm getting a whiff of what's coming over from you. And I don't want to stand here. Like either you've got to move or I got to move because this is a really stinky place to stand and it's not healthy. And I don't think he could smell it. The leader on the phone. You're tracking with my example, right? (laughs) He didn't smell honestly, but you, you know what I mean? 
And then contrast that with the leader in Park City. Who wants to be near that leader? Who acknowledges the challenges, the struggles, all the all the crud that's going on that's contributing to the rough, rough, rough year, right? But and and so he validates it. He doesn't pretend it doesn't exist. Because some leaders are like that. They, I am the accountable one. I am the one who's going to turn things around here. And they won't validate or won't acknowledge the crud we're all dealing with. I don't want to be anywhere near that leader, right? And so I want to be near the leader who acknowledges it. And this leader did. And then focuses on, well, what can we control? What can we do? Think about how he looks. And so... The point of today's episode, this, the, my thought today, this week that I wanted to share with you, two things. Optimism is a choice. What are you dealing with right now that could very easily cause you or anyone to not be optimistic? Well, it's a choice, personally and professionally. You choose. And that's number one. The second thought is focus on what you can control. And I actually have a third, <laughs> a third thought. It people can tell instantly which of the what what how you are handling those two things. They can tell whether or not you're choosing to be optimistic. We're like right away. It did take me took me less than ten minutes, probably like two minutes into that phone call yesterday to realize who I was with, who I was on the phone with. So people can sense it, and. Did I get on that phone? You know, this is my first interaction with this leader. So did I in that phone call go, dude, you smell. <laughs> or did I say, oh, my gosh, you, you like you are you have every excuse in the book. You, do you have any accountability in your body? I didn't say that. Now, I continue working with that organization. I'm going to say it and I'm going to say some things in the room when I'm on stage to that team to get them to focus, um, they're going to hear this speech with a lot of editing, right? But the point is going to be, because I got to build a relationship with that leader. So I can't say that right away. But what he, so my point in saying that is a lot of times somebody smells and we don't tell them or they come across as, man, that all they do is blame others or all they do is focus on what they can't control. And, and, and we don't, we don't right away tell someone that because we worry it's not polite or whatever, damage the relationship, and yet, so they don't think they smell. And yet they do. That's why I took the, my baseball cap and banned it in that guy's face. I want him to realize, uh, dude, yeah, we're not, we're not, this isn't working for us. And so just think about how you're coming across to others. Are you coming across as somebody who's optimistic and focuses on what they can control or the opposite? And we all have our moments, right? We all have our weak moments. That's okay. We just need to have more of the strong moments of focusing on what we can control and being optimistic than than the opposite. All right. That's what I wanted to, uh, that experience yesterday just made me think about this. And so I wanted to, I wanted to get that out to you in this week's uh, podcast. You can um, always follow me on social media. I would love for you to connect with me on social media. People are making comments. In fact, I almost did a show this week, and I think I'm going to do it for next week, uh, uh, based on a comment that somebody made on one of my Instagram posts last week. And uh, and so 
appreciate the comments, appreciate the interaction, appreciate the uh, the topic ideas, all of that. And if you aren't yet connected with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever your social media platform of choice is, go to russhill.com slash 022 for the show notes and the connection to all of that. So Russ Hill, R-U-S-S-H-I-L-L dot com slash 022 for episode 22. Hope you're having a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you next week.